back to another episode of the Banging and Clanging Sports Podcast. That's right. Welcome back. And we are your gracious hosts. We got Crossbones here, whose arms are stronger than Tom Brady. Allegedly. Allegedly. That may be true. <laughs> and I am Blake Beretta. And it's been a crazy world in this entertainment world and also in football. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sports landscape through pro wrestling and football have both been unbelievable. Some unbelievable ups and downs that have happened over this uh, over this year and over this season. That is right. Hey, but big win for Georgia. Come on. We got to give it up for them. Oh, yeah. Good for them. Oh, great. Great uh, win, but it's not done. SEC championship is great, but there's a there's a bigger goal out there for them. They, they probably celebrated that for all 30 minutes and then it was back to work. Uh, to find out who their next opponent is for the uh, college football playoffs. Uh, sure, I had a buddy of mine at the gym. He went down to the game for UGA, and he said he never heard the loudest crowd in his life. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they they get pretty rowdy. Um, with uh with Georgia football, this is this is something new for them, or, or as a as a whole, because I mean, throughout my life and when I was there, they weren't this good. This is the best they have ever been. Period. Oh. I know. What do you think it could have been? What What was the difference between back then and now? You think better rec- better recruiting? Better oh recruiting. yeah, they just yeah. have better ath- they just have better athletes than everybody. Way better. Yeah, yeah. They have a bunch of five star guys at every position. And then they got five stars backing up their five stars. So they have an athletic advantage over every single team they play now. Now, if you get the Atlanta Falcons to play like this, it'd be even better. It's so hard to do it in the pros. It's, it's very difficult. Money, money. I was gonna say those kids now, even though they are getting money now, um, NFL teams they're all the same. The level of talent on every NFL team is the same. It mm. just comes. It just comes down to the coaching. So you you have to be able to get a coach that can use the system and utilize your players. And Falcons, Falcons, it's it's a it's a slow rebuild. They've got a lot of they've got a lot of they've have to undo a lot of things that were done over the past five years. It just takes. Takes time. It's like WWE. Uh, it is slowly starting to get back to what it was when Vince had it, and they're progressing it into something new. And you can't just fit, flip the switch. It has you have to tell a progressive story to how things are happening, like what's happening with Theory. Mm-hmm. He lost the uh, he lost the money in the bank, right? Yep. We all we all said, "Oh, it's over." You know, he's going to be thrown in the dumpster. Over, but it was just Triple H undoing um, the theory that Vince built and making him this new character that is a viable character in this new universe that Triple H is creating. Exactly, because the old theory of Vince wanted was too much out of let's say cowardly. That's what it is. He's not a threat. Like he looks great, but he's not a threat. He's not a threat for a title picture. But Triple H undid what Vince was doing, because at the end of the theory, he said to I'm not going to beat Roman Reigns. So get me out of this money in the bank and let's reformat and change everything, which is great because he's aggressive, more angry, you know, Austin Theory, which is like, you know, now it's believable for him to win the United States title run with the belt. It's believable for me to believe that he could be Seth Rollins because he's that that really tough competitor that shows like aggressiveness, which we all wanted to see. I think they're tapping into some of that old uh, Cena ruthless aggression with uh, with to try to try to amp up his character 
Uh, I did watch the face to face with him and Seth on Monday, and that was a that was an excellent standoff. That is a if if you go back to this time last year, whenever the, uh, Rock released uh, Red Notice, mm-hmm. they were doing that they were doing that egg thing with yep. with him. This is a completely different dude. This is a completely different character. And kudos to him for being able to do both. He could be that character when Vince wanted him to be that character. And now he's turned into a completely different guy under this new Triple H regime that that will help his career, uh, career longevity as far as getting him to that next place in his uh, in his uh, WWE career. That is true. Because they had no choice of Vince because, you know, that's your boss. So you got to do, do the job they give you the best of their ability. And he did, you know, did what he worked, you know, what he had to do. But this new one with Triple H is amazing because it, it feels like theory gets to be more himself now. Yeah, I am seeing a lot more uh, of the uh, the character development of, of a lot of different people. We can talk about Dexter, how uh, he was at one way in NXT, um, then he, he was released. You know, now he's come back and you need a story to bring him back. So he was uh, he was doing dirty work for the Miz. Miz didn't pay him. You want to get him in a W back in the WWE, have him in a have him in a match. I do like that, too. How Triple H makes stipulations or matches that matter. You have to beat the Miz to get a contract. Mm-hmm. Because Triple H understands what pro wrestling is. Triple H understands, like, how we get from AA to B here. Like, Triple H knew how to format the formula and make everything work and make sense. He he need know it, and he has Sean in there help him, helping him out as well. So they, they, they know what to do in these tough situations. And another thing I do like Triple H uh, does is we we're talking about matches. You want to make it matter. You want to make these matches matter. Right. How, do you make, how do you make it matter? You have a tournament. The World Cup tournament because Fox said you got to do something related to the World Cup. World Cup, of course. Yeah, had to do it. Had to do it as part of your part of the branding. So uh, I thought that was fantastic. The whole tournament was great, culminating in a match between the recently added uh, Legato del Fasma and yeah. which was the main event of SmackDown. It That's was it, it was fantastic. It was a great match. That's right, and it's a spot where they're supposed to be. Like, when was the last time we seen Ricochet in the main event since NXT? Like, Vince wanted to do that, but Triple H like knew this is a match that's going to be a banger of a match, a five star match, and he gave it to us. The like, main event of SmackDown, five star match all around. They get everything they had on there, and Ricochet taking big WrestleMania bumps, but both of them did. So this is like a WrestleMania quality match we got. Yeah, Ricochet has a uh, he's character, and I think that that having him uh, in a position to get, I, I think he might beat Gunther. I think it might happen. I think they make the way, it believable. See, yeah, the way that his character is, is being progressed and going to this whole tournament and winning, uh, it's kind of giving me, giving me the, you know, he's got a chance. Plus another thing that I do like bring it back. Uh, another person who brought back was Braun, Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Now he comes back. You don't really know, uh, where he's going to fit in in the whole hierarchy of WWE because when he left, he was a title contender. Yeah. Um, you just can't come back and take on Roman because that's going to be your first match you're going to lose, and then you're back to you're back to square one. That's so, right. So, so let's go. So the Triple H is like, all right, we're going to build him. So you put him, you 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 have him do a lot of things. You have him, be, you know, normal stuff until you get him into something that he that meaty that he can dig his teeth into, which is a feud with Imperium. 
That's right, because you know you can't put Braun in any other match. So the feud with the feud with Imperium is great too. Because even with Ricochet, because now him and Ricochet are you know buddies now. So Walter, you know Walter gets his backup involved. He could get Braun involved, and maybe they could do a handicap match: Imperium versus Braun, and give Braun a real challenge. Like, oh man, like he's not going against any hometown you know heroes. He's going against Imperium, a legit tag team that could actually probably put a hurting on Braun. So put Braun a threat, a real threat match to see if he could overcome it. Yeah. With, uh, with this, I can definitely see because the winner of the world cup tournament, you got to make it mean something. So Ricochet will go, uh, has a match with Gunther for the mm-hmm. inter intercontinental title. Yep. Yeah. That, that is, uh, that was the prize. Now what you do or what I, I am guessing, I, I don't know, but you have Braun interfering in this match costing him just like they interfered in bronze match costing him in the tournament so you you get that you get that um that turnaround is fair play action yeah that's the one way to do it too like yeah like if you don't want gunther to lose his match having Imperium interfere oh he got caught and Imperium gets caught like oh we disqualify let's put a hurting on ricochet and then ricochet's getting his butt whooped and the Braun comes out saves the day set up in a future tag team Three on one, two, two on three handicap match, and there you go. But freaking Walter, well, you know Walter save Rick say saved his uh, character, and now we got a tag match. Yeah, you can walk away, and everything's fine. Even if uh, even if he does lose, um, then you know it's still safe because somebody interfered with the match. You know, put the belt on Ricochet. I mean, Ricochet was yeah. the, the the title holder before. Before the match with uh, Gunther, and then you have a uh, a new champ, and then now you can start a program with Braun and Gunther. Now, with with that, I I, I do like that, but I also mm-hmm. like that you take the belt off the guy from Imperium because you need him in the Royal Rumble as a potential winner to go up against Roman Reigns. That is true. Unless WWE going to just put put the Intercontinental Champion right in this, like, hey, you got the belt, let's put him in anyway. They have a tendency to do that stuff. Yeah. They've got a they, – they have rebuilt the roster in a way where there's there's a lot of different things, a lot of different people. And another thing, um, like, is they are rebuilding the tag division. And one match I am looking forward to, and I think this might be at Royal Rumble, even though I mean, if it's the first match, I could see them all getting in there and still being mm-hmm. in the Royal Rumble. But uh, – the bloodline, Jimmy and Jay versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. That'd be good because Drew and Sheamus actually look like a legit tag team. That's good for them too. It would save their characters too. Put them in the tag team until it's time for them to chase the world title. Yeah, and I am thinking that that is going to be a thing because they they interfered with uh with Sammy's match and then um Sheamus attacked the Usos. Which is which is uh which is automatically set it up, but I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna fast track that or you, do you build it up? Do you put it at Royal Rumble? Um, I, going into Royal Rumble, there's there's a lot of different a lot of different variables in the air, but I but that match is something that is definitely going to happen. That's right. And another tag team they're building up is the Viking Raiders. They're building them up hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Viking Raiders definitely are going to get a shot shot here pretty soon. And then over on Raw. You have the returning Gallows and Anderson, who are also yep. back now. Yep, Japan and Ring of Honor's former champion and TNA former champions. Yeah, 
Now, if there was somebody who who I would say has the best shot to dethrone them, it would be those two. It would be Gallows and Anderson down the road. I don't think it's yeah. gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. That is true. Unless you know we get another return when the revival decide to come back after the AEW contract expired. AEW is <laughs> AEW is not looking too good right now. Yeah, intro. You heard what Booker T said? Did, did uh, you see? No. He said he believed in that maybe like in three years time or in a few years time, AEW put, be out of business. <laughs> the hard part about AEW is the TV contracts. I don't know if they're uh, uh, how Discovery, Tom Warner is going to approach them as far as going forward because they're still doing fine. You need each cha- each channel like Fox and all these guys. They need con- one of the best things because it's live entertainment with low overhead. Um, mm-hmm. that you can constantly put every single week without having to do reruns. So yeah. it's, it's very hard to say, hey, you know, we're going to take you off TV because, you know, that's a, that's a three-hour or two-hour block of advertising that they sell. And then on Friday, mm-hmm. it's another one-hour block of advertising that they sell on live TV. So it's hard to say, hey, you know, what are we going to put in place of that? I do like on the AEW side uh, with MJF being a champion, joining a list of 26-year-old champions, um, some of the youngest champions, world champions in um, in the wrestling business, which I which I, I, I wasn't aware of the, the list that Yokozuna was only 26 the time, he, his first time he won the belt. Uh, Rock Dwayne Johnson was 26 the first time he won the belt. And now MJF is a 26-year-old world champion. That's right. And AEW, I'm just hoping like they'll be able to do like more. Like hopefully they don't mess up with MJL or anything. But like we said, like you said earlier, they're not looking so good. Like, like I feel like AEW is like a mixed. Is a I don't know. I want to say AEW is a mess right now with all the drama and everything back there. And Tony Khan don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's just should've like been, he should have never let Cody go. Yeah, he needs somebody like Cody because Cody knew how to deal with this, but. Tony Khan by himself, he has no clue what he's doing. You had CM Punk insult the company and you into you into your face in front of the live audience. I would have fired him if I owned that company. I don't unless he has a not, something in his contract where you can't the, fire him. The only thing, oh my god, this is this is this is this is genius. But what you do is you <laughs> is when Vince gets out of his out of the deal when he completely walks away from WWE. If AEW is still viable, get Vince in there to run it. Well, then it would be, well, it's going to, you know, WWE owns it then. It won't be a real feud. Well, well, I mean, if he, if he sells, if he sells his shares, I mean, or, you know, just hire him as a consultant. Do the whole, make, you know, how Bischoff came in to WWE at the end or yeah. when he left? Do, do that. Do that. And give and give you structure of how to do it because I, I don't think they're I don't I just don't, don't think they have structure I think you, no WWE they don't has, have any structure the, WWE has a, had a form has a formula and you have people in place and it's run like a business I've worked with for places that are that are that are not really well structured and sometimes mm-hmm. the product is or the marketing so good you can't tell the that the foundation's garbage but yeah. um, if you have structure. I mean, but if your foundation is garbage, you're only going to go so long. If you have mm-hmm. a solid foundation like WWE, that's why they've been around for 40 years because the foundation's solid. They have a they have a formula, they have a program. Um, and Tony and Khan um, at AEW has a has a show, you know, has a has a product, and he has wrestling, and he's just doing he's doing what everybody who plays WWE 2K22 does. Yeah, you know, he's playing story mode and, yeah. he's, and he's adding things and doing things 
but it's easy to do world title stuff. It's easy to do that, but it's the other matches that you got to make matter. That's the hard part, and that's why that's where WWE, um, like we were saying, um, having having uh, having a match with uh, the Street Profits versus the um, Alpha uh, Alpha Academy, having that match in the middle of a show where you have a rooting interest. That that is that is that is wrestling where you're cheering for the street profits, you're you're rooting for Alpha Academy. That that is what makes that show. So uh speaking of which, in, in that match on Raw, I, I thought that was good to have the Street Profits back. No explanation of where they were or what they were doing, just in their back on Raw. Yeah, I was like, I completely forgot they were completely gone. And when they returned to Street Profits, I was like, Oh yeah, they are gone. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. They have so many they've, – they've added so many people back that, you know, you have to take people off TV to get the other people back on TV. So you have to – you only have you only have three – I say three hours is a long time, but you only have three hours. And you've got yep. to get everybody – you've got to introduce – reintroduce your old people, get them back settled, and then you can say, okay, they're settled now. Let's go, let's go back and get our other guys. Yeah, because, you know, Triple H knows how to do it. It's, it's a tough format. Triple H knows how to – deal with these tough situations. Like, one night you're going to see Street Profits, one night you may see someone else. Like, it's, you're, you're, they're taking turns, which, you know, is the best thing you could do right now with a roster full of freaking talent that, like you said, it's hard to get on a three-hour show. And we are not doing a four-hour show. I'm not I, – I, I can't stay awake that long. <laughs> uh, and also, I was going to say, speaking of people who just disappeared you forgot about, where's Edge? That is true. Edge is in a part-time deal. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, but you, but you, but he's been gone, and, and I, I, I haven't even missed him at all, you know, because he, he, I, I can't even remember his last match was what was the thing with Beth Phoenix. When Beth I think Phoenix that was came, yeah with him. That was it. Day. Yeah, that was it, and then he was just completely written off. Yeah, to take time because he has a certain number of days where he's going to be there, and he, until the contract says, "Oh, time to come back," he'll be back again for his one more year round. Yeah, there there are people like, you know, Brock, who you're always waiting for. He's always waiting in the wings or like uh, I'm trying to think of, of somebody else. Or, or, or I was going to say another person they had, JBL. JBL is back. He's yeah, only Monday back. nights, though. Once a week, he's got a contract, too. Yeah. So, so having JBL back on the scene is also an interesting part. Now, the um, speaking of people who are back, Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting character there. We're we're not really making any progress in his story. I think it's going very very slow. It's taking its time because I know what you like. You we said earlier about Triple H trying to figure out what to do. He's scared. Like why why it's a guy like with that character, his gimmick and everything. You gotta be careful. You can't like we said with Braun. You can't put it with Roman because both of those guys can't lose. Yeah. So you gotta find like La Knight's perfect. Build it up slow. Maybe come to an ahead. Maybe a rumble where he reveals his master demon character mm-hmm. at the end. But Bray is a character you got to be very careful. You got to protect that character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also another guy who I do not know what the, what the, what the future for is, but it's there carrying cross. Aaron cross is another one. You got to figure out what you got to do with. It's like, figure out what to do with this guy. This guy's a main event player. You just got to find a way to, Make it believable for him to be, uh, you know, he is a threat, but you got to build a story to see for, for him and Roman to collide. Be like, oh, crap, this guy's going to come into Roman's path and he might just be Roman. You want to have that what effect for the fans that like, Karen could probably do this. 
Um, which brings us to another guy who's revitalized his career in a in a major major way. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, that's right. Sami Zayn. After that John Knoxville thing, I think that was after that his career has been going crazy. He's like I feel like that kind of kind of like after that hump, he said he started you know blowing up that Usi thing, the honorary Us with the bloodline making the Usos and Roman Reigns laugh, break character. Was money in the bank for him? He just getting over just being freaking hilarious, not just a good wrestler. Also, I think Roman is very happy that Sammy is there because mm-hmm. with Sammy, he doesn't have to be. No, so he gets he gets to stay at home and do do what he's ever do whatever he wants because Sammy with the bloodline can carry them while Roman's gone. Yeah, which who would have thought is, that? Yeah, that no, no one. No, <laughs> no one. It's just such a good – they have good chemistry, and they can put on good matches. And mm-hmm. it protects the bloodline because Sammy can take a pen, and it won't matter, no matter who they're fighting. Yeah, exactly. And later on down the line, you know, like the fans want to see Sammy win a world title. Maybe in the distant future probably, but right now Sammy's in a perfect spot where he Roman loves having him around. Like you said, he get to go home, relax, and Sammy – like we never thought carrying the bloodline and making the freaking crowd the crowd pops every time when he comes out. Like the, the arena explodes when he's out there because he's just so freaking entertaining and good at what he does. He's just perfect right now. All right. All right. And we go on to the women's division. What's happening with Ronda Rousey? It's uh uh but not uh, wasting time with the title, not improving in wrestling, just being there. Just being yeah, a, just there. I, I understand. I don't know why she wanted to come back. I, I think she wanted to be a heel, and and I know I know to some point she does like it because nobody's going to get in there and do that um, do that job if they if they just do not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did see the stuff with uh, with her and Shotzi in the match. You know, they they said that uh, Shotzi was doing everything in her power to make it a good match, but Ronda was kind of holding it back. Mm-hmm. You, keep, you keep the title on Ronda because you don't have – I don't think they have anybody on SmackDown because they took it off of Liv, you know. They yeah. took it off of Liv Morgan because I, 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 for whatever reason, they thought that maybe that, that Ronda would be a better better champion, a better better lead into to WrestleMania. Because you yeah. got to have you got Ronda at WrestleMania. That, that, is a, that is a foregone conclusion that she has to play a big role at WrestleMania. She doesn't have to hold the title all the time. But once you get around to WrestleMania time, pretty much if she's on the roster, she has to have the belt. Yeah, I feel like she did get the belt way too early for her. If she want to have a WrestleMania, have it maybe after maybe I don't know, a little bit like a couple months before WrestleMania. Just don't have it now because now is a long wait. We have to have it with the belt, and then she's gonna lose it and win it again and lose it again at Mania. So we're going Which to have. Yeah, whoever whoever wins Royal Rumble, I think it's going to be a foregone conclusion that they're going to take that belt off of Ronda. Yeah, because you got your main player. Charlotte's rumored to come back. Sasha's a maybe right now. She just finished her movie, so that's a maybe so far. Sasha's <laughs> living a good life. Front yeah. row, front row seated, NBA games, modeling. She's doing, yeah. she's, she's doing some, some, things that, some things that you can't do while you're wrestling. Yeah, well, Sasha has it in her. She... She she's a she was how should I say she's a mega star she's she's Hollywood she looks like a Hollywood superstar she looks good plays part could talk could walk could do the whole thing she doesn't need wrestling right now she wants to say I'm done I'm going to Hollywood she could do that she looks like a movie star yeah 
Yeah. She's right right about the good right age. What is she like 27? I think 27, 28, 29. Yeah. One of Perfect. one of those almost 30. Let's Time say to that. get it. The, yeah, 26, 27. That's when you need to that's when you need to make that make that jump. Um who on the other side, Bianca Belair and Becky, uh, they had a great thing at war games. Um, their team was victorious and mm-hmm. they've uh, they pushed that. I do think that that they are the match for WrestleMania. I do I do think that that is another thing. You know, they've had a great back and forth. Becky's won one, Bianca's won one. Probably Becky will win the next one, and and they'll they'll kind of go back and forth in that feud. I would like to see somebody else in there, maybe like get like a fatal four way because they like Bailey, They have so many great uh, women on that roster. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, returning Tegan Knox. Um, Io Shirai. They've got they've got tons. So yeah. it would be nice to get some other people up. Even not even take the belt, but get them in the match with with uh, Bianca. But did you see on the Monday Night Raw? It was last Monday. Alexa Bliss during that promo, it, she was eyeing the title on Becky. I mean, not Becky, Bianca. And they said, "Alexa, what do you think about this?" And she was just looking at the desk, she's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I like what she said." And she was still eyeing that. But there might be a triple threat in that. Yeah. Um, I do not know if do you think they're they're ever gonna approach that uh that Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt thing ever? Uh, but, uh, probably not. It's probably scrapped now. They probably let it go. Yeah, they probably will. It's a it's a maybe. I say it's a fifty fifty shot, but it looks like you know that that gimmick kind of died out. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need it, it is, no more. Yeah, it is a. Uh... It is it is settling down because triple it, the way that I think it is going, he's still trying to to streamline everything. Mm-hmm. So he as he's putting the the people in place, I think you'll get a more clearer look around Royal Rumble as we approach that. My fa- my favorite pay per view of the oh, of the <laughs> of the of the year. Um, first person announcing was Kofi Kingston. He announced uh, entry number was, one. Yeah, he's probably probably be interest number one. Kobe, Kobe's forty two years old. He's looking to get out of there very quickly. Yeah, um, these, he, he, these, he needs to lie down. <laughs> these guys, these these days, he's trying. He'll probably get. He wants to get in there and get his get his one uh, one Royal Rumble spot and then get done. Um, hopefully, I mean, we might get we might get some big E um, some big E sightings. He's currently been on the uh, the NIL tour. With all the uh, with uh, with WWE going around to all the college campuses, but from what I see, he's getting healthier and he's getting getting better. And I was I was looking at a picture of him from, uh, from dude was probably in the best shape of his life. Oh yeah, la- when he fought Roman last year at Survivor Series. Oh yeah, like he's taking his time. Like he don't want to rush that. That injury is pretty serious. Like he don't want to rush and be like, let me go hit the weight room hard now and and jump to the rumble like back then yeah he was in great shape i know he's taking his time to get back into that shape that he was you yeah. know he has plenty of time in the world triple h loves him everybody loves him they're going to give him his time yeah he's he would be um under even if he doesn't come back he'll be a wwe ambas- ambassador for the for the rest yeah, like Titus. for as long yeah for for as long as he wants to be there for as long yeah. as he wants to be there um but yeah, yeah, that about wraps up uh, for WWE. I did want to hop back into some AEW just real quick. Um, How so, long will they survive? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think the the thing with them though is that that TV contract makes them viable for for the yeah. foreseeable for the foreseeable pick future. Yeah. 
Um, they do have a. Uh, I I do, I do think that they they had that um that match with the uh, Dark Order and um the uh, the Elite where they completely mocked what happened with CM, CM Punk. Punk. Yeah, which was which is on its own thing a work of art. Being able oh, yeah. to work that into a mar- match that is that is phenomenal. Oh, exactly. I know the crowd, Chicago crowd, will always be CM Punk's, you know, backup. But it was just so funny watching that happen because we now know CM Punk's a jerk. <laughs> and you were a big CM Punk guy. I, you, I were, you were the ultimate CM Punk guy. I was. He worked me too. I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't believe this crap. He was just a. He's a good guy. He's a little bit of a jerk sometimes, but not all the time. But now that, that you know, times are different now. You can find out anything. Turns out Triple H was right. CM Punk's a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> wait, wait till you find out about AJ Lee. AJ, uh, well, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. I always thought she was cute, but you know, I wasn't a huge AJ Lee fan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. Um, I still just cannot believe that one that that was a real thing that actually happened up until up until way way down the road. I still thought it was like, oh, you know, they're just doing this to mm-hmm. mess with everybody. But it's a real thing. It is a real thing. No, no charges filed or, or whatnot. But it was a very, very real, real thing for them to uh, to have to go through and do do what they were doing. Um, I just can't stand. That's the one thing about AW. I can't stand. I can't stand with all that high school drama. Settle it like men and get it over with. But what <laughs> is so sad is that video game Fight Forever for X for uh, is going to be amazing. I've had I've had a chance to to play the the beta, and mm-hmm. it is it's better than every two K game that I played. That's it right. Is un- it's downloadable it's, right now. Oh well, Austin has the uh, Xavier Woods has a copy. Oh, you can download he, the Xbox he, now. He's the video game. Oh, but he's got the whole game with everything. Oh, he got the whole game. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's phenomenal. It, it is incredible. Story modes, everything. You know the matches. You know it. It is kind of like a combination of. Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat in the WWE games. So I'm like, this, this is this is awesome. But it was built around CM Punk. CM Punk was the cornerstone of that game because he is the no. biggest star. He's the biggest star that you got. Not anymore. He's been taken off. Well, yeah, that, that is <laughs> on the on uh, the new version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. say that. I, I and it's just one of these things where you know you go out and you spend whatever they spent for him, mm-hmm. you know, and you bring him in and. You don't know what type of person you're getting because in most situations you don't know. So even if you knew him in WWE, it's been 10 years or however long, when, however long it is since he's left, since he's dealt with these people. Yep. Um, I don't think that WWE would touch him um, because of the, because of just the, the, the trauma. toxic atmosphere. Yeah. The trauma <laughs> that, that it would bring. Even I mean, even though they're not even they're not even competing with AEW. Yeah, like, but like, you don't like, want like the toxicity. Work. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, but I, I do like the I, I do like the guys over there. I do like Wardlow, I like MJF, I like mm-hmm. um, Moxley, um, um, all all of the Dark Order. Those guys, they they do great stuff. I mean, I, I train with I got a couple guys of that I see all the time that I train with, they're good. I mean, they're, they're good. They do like it, but I would like for them to, um, for them just to settle down and just do their job and just have fun and just make enjoyable content. Yeah. 
they they just like they having fun, but you can still see the dramas, like like that black cloud of is hanging over them. I wish just they need another Cody Rhodes in there to take the reins and fix this. Otherwise, if they keep going like this, it's not going to look good. AEW, like the like the acclaimed, yeah, the acclaimed. Uh, Billy, uh, I I went to uh, District Wrestling, which is down here in Atlanta, um, and Billy Gunn was there going against QT Marshall. No, oh, like okay. Like two weeks ago. It was, it was phenomenal. It was pretty good. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so there are they, they do have or Q, QT would be the perfect would be the perfect guy, but he's more in line with that that's that is the one thing that that yeah he he likes I mean of course you know he was he was in there doing stuff with AEW but his yeah. allegiance his allegiance is Cody. It's not to yeah. it's not to Khan. So yeah. he he's trying to help his he's still doing his thing, but he's trying to get those guys into WWE now as opposed to trying to get them to, into AEW. Yeah, because you know enough no offense to QT, like I have my own experience with him, but like to take a kid like they like say if he's gonna take Cody's spot in AEW, to me I don't think so he would do as well as Cody would. You need somebody like a Billy Gunn or somebody like that. QT's you know all right, but you know. He was a guy like I know he I know he has a grudge in his shoulder by being rejected by WWE. He still does, but you know like for the ride the ranges like Cody did. I know Billy, maybe if Stinger if he ever wanted to do that he'd be great too. Jeff Jarrett would be great, but somebody who's been to the big machine of WWE that knows how to run all this stuff and knows the wrestling world yeah. really well. Yeah. And there's gonna be nobody like even I mean, Billy Gunn. Triple H was the Triple H and Sean were the brains of DX. But oh yeah. Favorite. They were DX. Cody is good because he was the uh, his his dad Dusty was was wrestling and he was the main booker for WCW. Mm-hmm. He was he, he he was one of the founding guys of NXT. So he's one of the best wrestling minds in wrestling. You would think that Dustin Dustin Rhodes would would step up, but he doesn't. I mean, maybe he just doesn't want to do it. No, and he, that's Cody's brother too. We always got to yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah. So then he just doesn't want to do it. All yeah. right. So, so as we head into, um, so we head into the best season, Royal Rumble season. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any preliminary picks for the guys and girls Royal Rumble? For the winners? Yeah. Um. Well, let's say these are like a rough draft for right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. For the winners, uh, I want to go for. I could be funny. Like, I remember in um, high school, I used to joke with my friends when WCW had a business. I, say, I always say Vampiro's coming back to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not true. So um, I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, who, who's a good a viable contender for this one? Um, well, I could put to say the uh, rumors. Uh, well, the rumors is the Rock is by comeback. But I don't want to put that in there yet. But. Oh, it's a hard one to do, but I'm going to do a rough draft. Say Seth for now. All right, Seth. Uh, how about? I'm going to go with my girl Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. All right. Yeah. Good what stuff. about you? Uh, I am going to go with Carrie and Cross, and oh no no, let's go with uh, let's go with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre and um, Rhea Ripley. Really, really? Okay, I can see that. That's a good yeah. choice right there. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are my two. All right, that is going to complete the wrestling side. Uh, 
Let's talk some Liver King. You, you, you oh my the, god! You, you watch any of this? Look, look, I'm done throwing up for a second. Hey, Liver King said me and you've been doing it wrong. It's all about bone marrow and eating liver. That's all we have to do, right? <laughs> the level of manipulation of this guy is 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 super villainish. Wait a minute! You telling me everything he said was a lie? <laughs> Oh my god. Like liver well, king. I, I huh? know I know when I go into I've been into a lot of gyms um in my time over that crunch. They ask it's like, are you natural? I was like, Yeah, I'm natural. They don't believe me. I go to I go to the gyms now. I, I just they opened up a brand new lifetime uh by my by my house. Yeah, and, I saw heard about that. I, I went in there uh on the pre-sale. We were, I'm one of the, the founding members, so I went in there to go take a look at it. And they were like, uh, the dude, it was this one little girl from, uh, from San Diego and this dude, mm-hmm. and we were walking through and they were like, man, uh, where do you get your stuff from? And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what stuff? Store. I was like, you mean like these clothes? It's just like, no, no, look at your arms. I was like, look, man, I got to tell you, I've been doing this a long time. So I, I understand where he's coming from, where yeah. they're coming, where they're coming from that, that he when you look at him, you automatically – I don't know how anybody can not assume that he is on some serious performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, yeah. Like, I had the same problem before, too, at the gym when people thought I was taking gimmick. And even on, even on film, I even – a while back when I was um, doing wrestling thing, I had to take a drug test to prove to somebody I wasn't taking it for, for one job I was doing for wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's how I – you could tell Liver King that's not humanly possible to do that. What he, what he was doing? Yeah, when I Come look on. at his, when I look at his abs, <laughs> look at his, look at his abs, and I was thinking to myself, now to be that to, to have your abs show like that, you have to be like right around eight to nine percent body fat at yeah. least, at least. Now, not only is he having to be at eight to nine percent body fat, is I've never seen him without this. So during this entire run that he has been the Liver King, he has, in fact, he's gotten leaner. Now he's gotten bigger and leaner since he's been yeah. uh, been, been the Liver King. Um, yeah. And, and uh, well, let's give us some background. So this guy, he is a he is a uh, fitness influencer who has uh, dedicated himself to the caveman ancestral lifestyle of just eating, not just meat, raw livers and hearts and bone marrow and things of and that nature. Bull, bull testicles. Yeah, things, things like that. So, so that, is, that is what he has built his entire thing around. Now, he has used that platform – and just being just just jack monster, monster of a dude, um, mm-hmm. just ripped, you know, veins coming out of everywhere, shoulders jacked, arms, uh, just big, just 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 when you think of when you think of, uh, he looks like he would step on the stage at the Olympia. That's yeah. what he looks like. He looks like an Olympian. He looks like a a a professional bodybuilder, um, but he's walking around. Like it's not. It's not yeah. any, anything else. Now, not only do you have to do tons of PEDs, performance dancing drugs, you also to be that lean, you have to take HGH. Oh yeah, uh, which is which is a which is which is very hard to come by. 
Oh um, yeah. Unless That's... unless unless you know somebody. Exactly. Like unless you got a good friend as a doctor that's willing to subscribe you that high amount of drugs, and, yeah, and yeah. like being that hard, that lean, that vascular, that dry, not a uh, human nature cannot produce none of that. That is yeah, exactly that's PDs, growth hormones. He has a guy. I think somebody was it. What was this? Is is PED coach leaked some stuff out? It's, uh, it's Derek from uh, More Place, More Dates. Oh, okay. So yeah, he explained it. He, you know, everything came out because look at this guy. Like, it's you have muscles in your beard. That is not. This is nothing. This is real. It's like a few comic book kind of expectations that a human being cannot get. Yeah, like APDs, growth hormone. Unless you got a really good friend as a doctor, you ain't getting that stuff off like from your regular doctor. None of prescribe you that large amount. You got to know somebody on the underground world of fitness to get you all this stuff. So um, it turns out that he was spending about $15,000 a yep. month on PEDs, which is a lot, until you're considering the fact that he makes right around $12 million a month doing supplement sales and um, off of social media and through his other things. So he's, yeah. making, he's making $12 million, spending $15,000. That is a – that's what you call the – that, that's that, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, anybody in that, that position would do it. Now, the kicker of the whole thing is if he had just been truthful from the beginning and just said, yeah. hey, you know, I'm not I'm not natural, which anybody could look at him and say, hey, dude, that dude's on steroids. I go to the gym. Yeah. I, go to, I go to the gym all the time. It takes me it takes me all of five seconds of watching somebody lift who's big to tell whether or not they're on performance enhancing drugs or not. It's, it's, it, it is, it is a very easy thing to spot. Yep. Um, I, I didn't get, I, I haven't seen liver. He does. I've just seen him doing the, uh, <laughs> the things where he's just working out outside with minimal resistance, doing, doing things um, outside. And, and like I said, that that's, that's work is, is exercise. Yeah. You should yeah. be exercise, but you're not going to look like that doing what he does. It, no, not at all. It doesn't. That doesn't happen. So the crux of the whole Liver King fiasco thing is that he wasn't truthful about the performance enhancing drugs. When he was asked about being on performance enhancing drugs, he vehemently denied being on any type of performance enhancing drugs while looking like that, while selling his supplements, while making a hundred million dollars a year doing what he did. Exactly. Like we we said, and this one guy who who's this guy? Greg Dusetti. Dusetti. Greg you know Dusetti, former yeah, bodybuilder he, in the uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, he went off on the Liver King too. He's like, you you lied. You like what? Like, that's criminal. You he's like Liver King. They say it is an evil criminal mind. Is a bad guy got away with murder, but like Greg went off on. It's like all you gotta do is just be truthful, be honest, and people will like you know at least this you know. At least you'll be honest with people. You won't have to hurt nobody's feelings. Be like people like, all right, I go to the gym. I'm not gonna look like this guy with that PEDs, but you know, I'll still watch his stuff maybe. But maybe would have saved him a few licks in the in the social media world. But all you gotta do is be honest. Like Greg goes honest about his stuff. He's like, yeah, I took stuff when I was bodybuilder. I am on TRT now. I have to do it. Yeah. Just be honest with with, yeah. with your people, your fans. Instead of lying to them, now look what look what's happening. You you got away with all your millions. You have that. Now you're losing stuff. 
Yeah, his his. Hopefully, he saved his money uh, because I, I do think when the, when they come for you now, when they come for you, they come for you pretty hard. Oh yeah, the government, whatever, whoever you screwed over, they're coming for you. Yeah, it may not be yeah. today, may not be next thing. That it could be a year or two from now, but it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Those those guys don't don't mess around. So he his uh. So that was my liver king thing. That's our liver king thing. Uh, if you want to look him up, look him up. You can see what we're talking about. Don't buy um, anything. Yeah, don't buy a supplement. <laughs> don't buy a supplement. Um, I am uh, I am very uh, as you should all be aware that supplements on the internet are, are by sold by influencers. Most mm-hmm. of the, especially the ones sold by influencers, they're not doing that. They're doing right. some other stuff. Like I said, even in your gym, there's some pretty jack, there's some pretty jack teenage kids that I see in there that are on all types of SARMs at, oh, yeah. at, at, uh, at Crunch. Oh, yeah. They take a lot of stuff. They ask me if where, where I get my stuff from, and I was like, I don't take anything. Some of those kids are, some of those kids are big as you. Yeah, they were asking me. It's like, can I can I get some stuff? I was like, I don't sell. I don't have anything. <laughs> like, besides, I told us like, even though I was selling stuff, I won't give it to you because yeah. I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some pretty some pretty big kids over there for for uh, for being in high school. Yeah, um, times have changed, get, guys. Yeah, let's get to the let's get to the question. Well, we answered already two of my two of the questions of Rumble and Liver King. Oh, good. good. So, knock, knock those out. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, and side note: If you want to hear about social media stuff, so watch the Wednesday Wednesday Adams on Netflix. She she takes a shot at social media, calling them misfits and lonely people. But just check that episode out, episode one. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just check it out. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday Adams. That's a great show. So since we got some of the wrestling stuff, here's an extra wrestling one for you. Surprise entrance. Who do you think is going to be a surprise entrance in the Rumble? Oh, um, I would say maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin because he's back to working out. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe just making making a surprise entrant at some point. Um, I, I I do not, or definitely Brock Lesnar would be in, who's going to be a surprise entrant as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Batista and The Rock. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be good to get both of them in there. To get both of them. I uh, love DC and Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is a uh, that is definitely. A possibility. Um, I did see that there is a Jacob Fatu. J- you mean the one from Japan? He's an MLW. MLW. Okay, I, I wonder if it's the, not the one from the Bullet Club. This is a different one. There's a different one. There's a okay. Jacob Two who wrestles. I don't know if he's a cousin or or another brother or I. I have no idea. But he would be another guy who. Who is a who is another another uh, part of the part of the NOI family? Who would be another entrant? Jacob that is Fatou. insane. Jacob Fatu, he's an MLW. Wow, how many cousins? This family's running deep. Yeah. <laughs> I never yeah. heard of this guy. Yeah, <laughs> this is insane. Well, yeah, if he comes here up and he sent him to the main roster, send him straight to Roman. I, yeah. want this, I want this to be a giant dynasty. I don't want this bloodline thing to end. Never, never. I think it's gonna, <laughs> think it's gonna keep going on. All right, next, next question. All right, we got a bunch of trailers dropped. What do you think of the Mario, Indiana Jones, Transformers, and Guardians uh, trailers? Transformers was my favorite one of those. I think that that is going to be a great movie. Um, I have most of my friends hated Beast Wars. We're not, we're not. Fans. I love Beast Wars. I have that. I have that freaking. Uh, What's it, Megatron? Beast I, I think it's it's different for the people who are around the 80s 
because we we kind of we look at we look at Beast Wars is like yeah it's like no we we're, we're very the people in the eighties are very set on their way. Optimus Prime is a truck, Megatron's a gun. When they tried to when they tried to reconfigure it, we were like no 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 this is this is not. What <laughs> but I, I do for it in this story the way they're going to tell it. Uh, I'm is it I'm it has to be a continuation of Bumblebee. I'm I'm guessing. I, I don't know that for sure. The timeline is kind of blurred in between the Michael Bay Michael Bay version and the one that came out with uh, with Cena a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, where we stand with that, I loved it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy looks goes hard. That is that is a very very hard trailer. Um, so much of a a difference from the uh, TV shows. The TV shows are so light and they're so fluffy outside of uh, outside of um, WandaVision and uh falcon winter soldier so mm-hmm. I, I i just don't know i can't make t- heads or tail of it indiana jones looks great um continuing on that great story and what was the last one uh mario mario i i, I don't know what this, i it, all i know is that this better lead to mario and sonic coming together that's, that's all i know that, of, of this this better that better be something that happens at some point they bring mario kart out <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That has to definitely be a, be a part of uh, part of the dynasty. What about you? That's, I I enjoyed it. Like my warfare is probably uh, I'm as a tie between Transformers and Guardians of the Galaxy because I like them both. Like I'm I'm a '90s kid, so I'm different because I like all the Transformers from the originals to Beast Wars because I know I used to was a big Transformers nerd back when I was a kid. <laughs> but I have a tie with both of them. I I like the way I want to enter and see how this is gonna go and. Guardians at a galaxy, you know, I had a lot of friends who were on that set, so it's pretty cool to see. It's kind of heart wrenching too, because you know they're hinting that somebody's going to die, huh. <laughs> which we we, we kind of got our hunches, but we're hoping it's not true, because <laughs> they're going to try to was to pull some tears out of the fans, which I feel like they're going to do it, and they were trying to hint at like the people said it was like a Among Us. Um, spoof they were doing outside a spaceship, but I heard it wasn't. But Guardian, hmm? oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. What, is, what are you think? I was gonna say big shout out to to Gary Peebles, who is a I met him on Guardians of the Galaxy two. He's also um, he's also in the holiday special. He's playing Drax. That's right, big big G force right there. I saw him on the other day. <laughs> yeah, you, you, here's something he was trying to get me to do to get. Um, he tells me every morning he sends me a message on IG. He goes to the gym, walks in the door at 4 a.m. every day because he said, I got kids. <laughs> I got to get in there. <laughs> got to get it done. Got to yeah. get it done. Got to get it done. Yeah. Now, big shout out for him for playing Drax. And it was awesome to see, you know, see the work and seeing the holiday special was amazing. Yeah. And I would have to throw that that holiday special was amazing because I thought it caught the true spirit of Christmas in that one, which I loved. I love all the Guardians movies. So Guardians, number one. Transformers, probably number two. Indiana Jones, I'm looking forward to that one, too. I feel like this would be the last one. And Harrison Ford was kind of excited for this one because Harrison Ford is kind of a that serious guy where he doesn't care most of the time. But this one, he actually you know, felt pretty heart-wrenched about this one because this might be the last one where he's going to finish off the Indiana Jones series. And Mario, uh, I'm okay with it. It's a fun, fun, you know, video game movie turned to a cartoon. Like, I'll watch it if it goes to streaming. I won't really. I probably won't go to the theater to watch it, but it looks like a fun movie. 
And there's another movie coming up based off of the video game, The Last of Us, coming to HBO Max, which I'm excited for. Okay. Have you ever All played right. that game, Last of Us? I, I don't think I have. Oh, uh, you got to check it out. The guy Liam Neeson plays the main character. It's coming to HBO Max. Okay. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta be another big year for uh, for HBO Max, I, I'm thinking. That's, that's right. HBO Max got so much in Disney. Netflix been killing it. So streaming, they, they, they're picking up this holiday season for us. All right, mm-hmm. so this has been a great episode of the Bang and the Clanging podcast. We'll be back very, very soon. Check out the new edition of the Banff Hammer uh, with the name that I still can't pronounce, uh, com. They are having their uh, Black Friday sale still ongoing. I got a, a client of mine who's actually picking one up um, that we're going to start using, so I got to get back into practice of using my, my Banff Hammer outside of the mm. garage and carrying it back into the gym. All right. Uh, Brett, I got anything else? Oh, I just like to thank everybody for tuning to the Bang Clang Sports Podcast here. Like, like Crossbone said, check out those band hammers. I can't pronounce the name either, so I'm not going to try. I let Crossbones do that whenever he learns the name. <laughs> and don't forget, I got – every time we practice the band hammer, I mostly mooches off Crossbones here, and I get a chance to use it. <laughs> so <laughs> – so don't forget to check the Clang and Bang page, YouTube page where you can see voices in the face and see us play with the hammer, which is a fun piece of equipment. So if you hey, sure want to have one for the house, it's like, hey, I don't, I don't feel like going to the gym, but I got a band hammer. I'm going to use it outside. Use it outside. It'll feel like guns are going off in your neighborhood. But don't have no fear. Tell your neighbors to have no fear. Just a band hammer. And don't trust Liver King. Don't buy anything from him. But buy the supplements we tell you to buy because we, we, we actually have honest truth about some stuff. Yeah. GME Nutrition, do not buy supplements from other influencers. They are That's... bad. Also, I was going to In a say, nice way, you're saying bad. Um, I have, we've been, I've been doing YouTube a long time. Been doing it a long time. Since mm-hmm. uh, when? Uh, since probably like, like I, I think my first video is probably like 2011. I had never gotten a check for them before until I started doing Pomeranian, little Pomeranian clips ever. I had no idea that, that you can actually make money on YouTube. No idea. No, you can't. You gotta. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was that was that was. I was like, oh, so so so. I talked to Austin. So this is real. It was like he doesn't get checks either. They go straight to WWE, but they do. Our other friend Danker, Chris Dank, he he does. Um, mm. we'll we'll get a digger story later. All right, take it home. Take it home. Sorry, go ahead. So, no, 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 that's the great one. It's like, yeah, you can make it. You you put cute dogs in your in your, in your um YouTube. Oh yeah. Show. You're oh, gonna, yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get viewers. You're gonna get yeah. viewers and checks. Yeah. T- t- <laughs> yeah. It's like printing. It's like printing it. Um, but yeah, yeah. But it all goes to dog charities. That's right. Dog charity, or is you, is you a hot hoochie? They just want to shake it on camera. Oh for you? man! You, you oh my dog. god! <laughs> yeah, no. Even more money. I mean, that was, that was like dogs do have a limit, I think, of of what they will watch. But you know, somebody asked me. We're getting enough to- topic one time. Oh, go for why, it. Why? Why you can't get any girl trainers? I was trying to. They were like, my friend has a gym, and they were like, plus crossbones i need i don't have any i don't have any female trainers do you know any and i was trying to explain to him it's like look man i'm the sorry social media influencers there's there's no more <laughs> there, there, there are no more girls trainers that'll come to gyms because they could do it online or do or just do youtube stuff and make ten thousand dollars a month as opposed to whatever you're making at the gym so, so there's no reason. That's why I, mm-hmm. if you if there is a girl trainer who who looks the part and yeah. has has a decent about amount of knowledge, 
about it and knows how to use computers, they're done. You're, it's very difficult to get girl trainers in your gym anymore. That is, a, that is something that going forward, they'll, if they look the part and they can do it, they're, it, it, I told them it's almost impossible. You'd have to pay above, you'd have to pay above and beyond what you're paying everybody else, which wouldn't be fair to get them to come in and train people for you. Exactly. All of them on social media and YouTube, they're not, there's no real, like the ones that they, they want, you can't find them anymore. This yeah. ain't what, what was this early 2000s? No. <laughs> That's why the last time you're gonna actually get if, one. If, if this is like two thousand. I think probably right, right around 2012, 2013, 14, 15. You could probably get it. But now, 16, 17, 19, especially right now, where there are all these avenues to make money online versus having to go in and spend time with clients when you can train twenty people in an hour just doing doing your uh, doing a video. Mm-hmm. That that. You- that people, I was gonna say, there are people that do it or write programs that are probably good, but it's not the same as being one on one. But mm-hmm. everything is done over the computer now. So yeah, it's very difficult to get girl trainers now. I just put as a, I, I, I've been meaning to put that in there. It is very difficult because of the avenues that exist currently through social media and streaming, because it's there's just so many more opportunities to do it from your house versus what there were 10 years ago. Exactly. Like I said, again, if you're a hot hoochie, you can make a lot of money off of YouTube. <laughs> a, lot of money, a lot of money. You, right. don't have to, you have to work. You don't have yeah, to work. If, you you, work. If, you're, if you're under 25 and you've have you got, you got what it takes, you can work from home. You never have to leave your house. Make, exactly. If, if me and Crossroads would have did that, we probably got a red flag right well, away. They got our account uh, shut down. I don't <laughs> think, I, well, it's different. I don't, I don't take money from strangers. I live I live I live by a code. I, I can't I can never accept that's why I have that's why I donate the money from YouTube because I, I can't I cannot control the ads that run over that, that are that are put in front of the videos. So it's dirty money. Don't touch it. Mm. You're better than me. <laughs> All right. We will see you next time on Clang and Bang. Thank you for listening and we'll check you out. That's right. Thank you for tuning to the Bang Clang's podcast. And we'll catch you in the next one. Just stay away from a liver king. And if we if me, if cross over hot hoochies, we'll be millionaires. And we'll catch you in the next one. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>